But you were all about these things in the past, but now because the world is crying out, mm -hmm. we're hurting and this mm -hmm. isn't fair and we want to be treated mm -hmm. equal and we want to be included. Mm -hmm. Then we just open the gang up, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Not that Christianity is a gang, but it's like, oh, well, come on over here and rest your weary head on my shoulder. And we'll change our rules. And we'll change us to accommodate yeah. you yeah. instead of loving them and saying, yeah. hey, man, we love you. Yeah. You know, we love you so yeah. much that we want to share something with you that yeah. can change your life. Yeah. And I would argue that if we do change our rules, we won't have what it takes to love them. No, exactly. Ultimately, and in the long run. We'll love them to death. New studio, oh, yeah. that's right. Let's just start. All right, we, we've started. <laughs> we've what's started. up, what's up, BS crew? How y'all doing this morning? Welcome to another episode of Bumper Sticker Faith. How do you like our, how do you like our new duds? Man, our new digs, our, our new, new digs. spot. I think it looks great, man. You did a great job. I, I think yeah. you kind of missed your calling in life to be like uh <laughs> Joanna Gaines. You know who that is? No, I've heard the name. Yeah, they do like house renovations, okay. and she's like the interior decorator. Okay. So you did a great job oh, with man. the decorating, you yeah. know. Yeah, so we're... if you guys need a decorator, <laughs> Sam's hireable. He ain't cheap. I'm talking like, you know, hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, like that ain't cheap. So if you need some help, cheap. he can hook you up and he can minister to you at the same That's time. Right. That's why it's a hundred dollars an hour because yeah. he'll design your room <laughs> and he'll minister to you at the same time. Where can you get that? Plus, all you have to give me is that, plus like cinnamon rolls. Why? And I know the best yeah. cinnamon roll place in the western suburbs. Sour's Bakery in Carroll Stream. I have heard of that. Man, look, I'm going to have to get some sometime for us. What kind of like icing? You know, it's not the buttercream icing. No. It's more like a, a glaze. Yeah. But the thing I like about the cinnamon roll, it's light, it's fluffy, okay. and it's got a little crispiness at the bottom. Ooh. It's, just, it's unique, man. But yeah. it's, it's more like a amazing honey bun. Yeah. But it's legit a cinnamon roll. Yeah. And they sell out all the time. I went there one time, they didn't have none, and like I felt like my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> anyway. Like you have one job. <laughs> I had one job. That's what I get for coming after church instead uh, okay. of before church. No. Okay. And they ain't cheap. They like two-something a pop. Oh, man. But they worth it, man. I'm telling you. They worth it with some chocolate milk. <laughs> Or some hot chocolate. <laughs> Do they have hot? They have chocolate milk there. No, nah, no, nah, they don't. They don't have any drinks. But they got amazing BYOCM. That's right. Bring your own chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. So how y'all doing today? Hopefully y'all doing good. Yeah. So we got another episode. Just want to shout out to our um, lifers that support our group. Yeah. So thank you guys for supporting us. That um, we actually were able to purchase some letters for our <laughs> BS. Uh, we were able to purchase some sticky stuff to make them stick. <laughs> and we're going to buy some letters for the faith. So, Lord willing, next week there will yeah, be faith under the BS. Yeah, we'll have more faith. Because BS without faith is just just BS. It's just BS. So, <laughs> we don't want none of that. We want the faith aspect.
today's topic, we're talking about something that's relevant in culture, okay? And it's it's deconstruction. Have, have, deconstruction. Have people heard about this? Have you heard about this? I uh, have. Deconstructing I, the faith. But I was wondering if that, you know, as I look at the BS, mm-hmm. the bumper sticker, are, are we are we contributing to that? Like, is that part of what we're doing too? I In a you, way, man, you're right. I I never thought of that before, but I I, I think I agree with you. Like some forms of deconstruction, <clears throat> which we'll talk about. Some yeah, forms, absolutely. I think we're in the flow of. Yeah, definitely is looking at stuff that's not sound doctrinally, yeah. biblically, yeah. and getting rid of that junk. Yeah. So there's a been a I hate to call it a trend, but it is a trend mm-hmm. in culture where uh, prominent and not so prominent figures are <laughs> are standing standing up, coming out on the internet and saying, I'm not a Christian anymore, yeah. or I'm questioning my faith, or I'm doubting my faith. And they're mm-hmm. labeling this as uh, like Christian faith deconstruction. And I've observed this for the last uh, couple of years, and, and we were talking about it, and it's like, what is that exactly? And um, <clears throat> I just saw a new term. Okay. You heard of evangelical, right? Yeah. This is ex-evangelical. Huh. Have you heard that? No. I just read an article this morning. I, I was reading several articles. Maybe it was Christianity huh. Today. I'm not sure, but it was ex-evangelical. And I yeah. was like, wow. That's like Latinx. <laughs> what is that? That's a gender-neutral term for Latinos. Really? Yeah. That's gender neutral? So instead of Latina, which would be a female, yeah. or Latino, which would be a male, a male, Latinx. So that, you know, that's the... No more genders. Wow. No more pronouns. I think I saw that, but I didn't so, know what that meant. So you, so evangelical, I mean, that's it comes from euangelion. And the EU at the beginning, that means good. So ex-evangelical. It's like I'm out. Yeah. I'm jumping ship. I ain't yeah. messing with y'all no more. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So we live what in is, crazy what is, what is What is deconstruction? When I first heard the term, I was like kind of a not appalled by it, but. Like really doubtful that there's any, anything good to it, uh, uh, that it was more like a fad kind of trendy. Mm-hmm. Because in from from my studies and the circles I ran in, uh, deconstruction had to do with um, postmodernism and these French dudes, mm-hmm. uh, Jacques Derrida and um, Jacques Cousteau, <laughs> yeah, yeah, these other ones, all those jocks. Richard Rorty and um, okay. Derrida and Foucault, and and they basically, during the 60s and 70s, came up with this language theory that basically says that all language is a social construct. And so each culture comes up with their own language as a way of dominating or oppressing or holding power over everybody else. Hmm. And so that language is not truly tied to reality or grounded in reality. So... Language is just, uh, it's just fluff. It's just like chaff, and every culture makes it up in order to accomplish their power grabs, basically. And it's not rooted in reality, okay? So so then from across language, one culture then can't impose its views or standards on another culture because language isn't grounded in reality. It's just uh, up for grabs. And uh, so language is meaningless, basically. Words are meaningless, Truth is subjective based on what you want it to mean. That's deconstruction, hmm. traditionally, they, historically. What, they, what was they smoking? <laughs> they taking that stuff well, Aaron Rodgers be taking. Well, 
it's helpful to understand like the context that that grew out of and you can kind of see it because like we went through the period after the enlightenment of people thinking of the world thinking well we can do anything we can be anything our the industrial revolution towards the end mm-hmm. of 1800s and that we we are we're the greatest humans can mm-hmm. thrive through our technology and medicine <clears throat> and education and then bam world war 1 hit and people started thinking uh Maybe not so much. Maybe we're not so good. And mm-hmm. then World War II hit. And then they realized we have the ability to drop the atomic bomb on people <laughs> and destroy people. And so then these um, postmodern thinkers kind of came up and, and thought, you know, that's not good. It's not good that one culture should think that its ways are better than another culture, mm-hmm. even if it is like going against Hitler. It's still not good because what if... It's against you the next time, and yeah. what if the bad guys have the atomic bomb? And and so we don't want this power grab. We mm-hmm. don't want this. And so we're just going to level all cultures by saying by attacking its language and its ideas and saying that one culture's ways, are like the American ways, are not better than another culture. So stop imposing your views. Stop threatening other people. Stop trying to spread your ways to other people mm-hmm. so, that, so we don't uh, blow up the entire world. Yeah. So that's what it came out of, mm-hmm. and it's kind of understandable. And, um, and, and we see its effects now in culture like crazy, mm-hmm. like whether it's toppling statues, getting rid of historic, historical things. We're saying, no, all authority and hierarchies and power is bad, and everybody's kind of equal, everything's leveled. And we want to really stand up for the little guy, the little guy and all his his or her issues in that, whether it's sexual issues or religious issues, right, hmm. are going to come out and and kind of against the system. So it, it's all it, it all works together. But my fear is that my concern is that most people who are saying identifying as deconstructionists aren't don't really know that that what what they're really saying. <laughs> Yeah, but it is what it is, and as uh, as I've been uh, listening to a bunch of podcasts on from all kinds of views on deconstructionism, I've gotten tons of different views. Some people think uh, that it's um, some people think it's like just a like a dark night of the soul. Mm. We would say like really wrestling with God, going through that period, but ultimately you you're going to come out okay in the mm-hmm. end with God. Yeah. Some people define it as just walking away from God altogether. Mm-hmm. Some people define it as not walking away from God, but just walking away from the church. Mm-hmm. Some uh, define it as just dealing with church hurt and abuse. And this is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Probably yep. one of the main ones out there. Yep. Like the church has hurt me and it's hurt other people. And I'm deconstructing my views of faith now mm-hmm. and even the church. Um, something is just merely wrestling with what you believe and others that I heard, and this was from a, deacon, a, a podcast that's focused on deconstruction ministry to college students hmm. called, what was it called? I think it's called My God. Oh God or My God. Huh. But these two ladies, and they seem to think very positively of deconstruction, <coughs> saying that it was like the Reformation, it, hmm. the, the, uh, that it was not an opportunity for revival in the church hmm. to become okay. to become better to get rid of all the bad and and start new. So there's a bunch of things out there. Yeah, I just you know I heard when I initially heard the term I was almost identical to you. Like, what in the world is this? Like, this is bad and people are crazy. 
talking about deconstructing because the context I heard it was deconstructing faith. Yeah. So people saying I'm deconstructing my faith. And yeah. so to me, that's like demolition, yeah. right? I'm tearing it apart. Yep. But a, a good friend, um, brother in Christ, Kevin, yesterday, I was asked a question in a group I'm in, like, how would you guys define it? And he just basically said, you know, I've been doing it for a number of years now. And what I've been doing is. Like deconstructing? Okay. Yes, deconstructing. He said that he what he's been doing is just like um, looking at all the areas of church and faith and then the word of God mm-hmm. and trying to reconcile what has he been doing and maybe believing um, that's opposed to the word of God and then getting rid of those things and getting back to what the word mm-hmm. and getting back to Jesus and not all the institution of the church and all these things that mm-hmm. kind of create the hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, man, that was so helpful. And I had a very negative perspective and now I have more of a positive mm-hmm. one. But as you just stated um, wonderfully, it has so many meanings, right? Mm-hmm. So when you hear a person use it, you almost got to ask them how they define yeah. it. You know, what does that mean yeah. to them? So you can understand yeah. where they're coming from. Because just to use that broad term is mm-hmm. not helpful. So if you have someone in your life and there's, they post something like yep. this or they say something, it's important to just pause and say to yourself, okay, I don't know what, what you mean by this. Yep. Act like you don't know. Yeah, don't jump to conclusions yep. or get mad or 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 whatever yep. and, and, and pause and wait. So it's important to listen and not assume that you know uh, what what they're talking about. And and I've also heard that like maybe they're not even asking for help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, even though they're posting it or making it in public, yeah, yeah. there's some kind of a validation that they want. But uh, don't think that I guess it's our job to come in and rescue. And um, I also heard someone say that when they're when they found out when their parents found out they were struggling with something parents just send them a youtube clip and mm-hmm. and the and the kid was like I don't, I don't i didn't want a youtube clip i wanted someone to talk to about this yeah. you know that's crazy so that's that's a, that's an important tip uh too to be there's nothing like being uh present with someone amen yeah so we, i kind of already outlined like where it came from but you know in in the post-World War in the 60s and 70s in particular with those Foucault and, and those guys. French folks. French folk. But um, I could it, go some French toast right now, though. Yeah. Is that French? French? It, it's got to be. Just as French as the fry? <laughs> I love me some French fries, too. Do you ever put vinegar on them? Mm-mm. Vinegar? Man, that's a thing with some places. They what? they give you a side of vinegar for your fries. Vinegar. And I heard of that... Um. um What's that stuff called? Ketchup? No, that sprinkled <laughs> that that um some kind of oil. Truffle. Heard of truffle, truffle. oil. Huh. Oh yeah. Truffle yeah. oil. But I never heard of From like truffle mushrooms, <clears throat> probably. That's expensive. I have no idea, but yeah. I never heard of vinegar. That sounds kinda of, what about malt vinegar? Yeah, that's what you put on the French fries. Oh malt vinegar? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's different than regular yeah, vinegar. I wasn't talking like clean <clears throat> vinegar. <laughs> Like scrub the bathroom and okay. have some fries. Obviously, I don't use vinegar, <clears throat> nor do I like malt vinegar, so I would never put that on my fries. Okay, so this so deconstruction, it's really taken off in the last like five years or so or less. So what I guess I want to kick around, like what are the cultural mm-hmm. things in place in our culture which really made this uh, deconstructing the faith and, and people questioning their faith uh well, possible. I, well, I think for me, I think I think the first time I heard it, Lecrae, 
You heard of Lecrae, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like how he put it a few years ago. I'm not a Christian rapper. I'm a rapper who is a Christian. Yeah. You know, because, you know, people put labels and yeah. labels have meanings. Yeah. And so I like how he put like that. that. Yeah. And a lot of people have like he was like talking about the John MacArthur, Johnny Mac in my backpack, you know, the MacArthur study Bible. And then he like from some of those people, I'm not saying John MacArthur, but some of those people mm-hmm. like kicked him to the curb because they start saying he was getting too progressive and too liberal. Oh, okay. I didn't really see it. I mean, he definitely changed up a little bit because he wanted to reach that hip hop community, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's kind of like the whole adage of Paul, like you know, I've become mm-hmm. all things to all people, you know. But I'm not gonna participate mm-hmm. in the sinful things they do. Yeah, you know. So I thought, like, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like that's what you do, and it's that's the that's who you run. Like you don't run with those yeah. guys, but you want to run with them because you want to reach them. Mm-hmm. And he got blasted for it. And Mm -hmm. then shortly thereafter, that's when I heard him talking about deconstruction. And then he got blasted even more. And it's just like, man, like, what does that mean? I was like, so that that didn't make me look negative at him. But it just made me think like, dang, Cray, like, you deconstructing? Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of was like, whatever, man, I got other stuff I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But then in the last few years, it's like you hear more and more. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I want to get down to the bottom of this. What is this thing? Mm And is it good or is it bad? And what do we do with it as as believers in Jesus? Uh, Part of what, and this helps us to maybe understand it more and what it is. Part of the thing that really added to people doing it was the lockdown and the mm-hmm. pandemic and the lockdowns. Yeah. And suddenly you're not able to be with other people. And then you're also forced to be with yourself way more. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the it. key to it, right? Mm-hmm. This like gazing at yourself constantly and mm-hmm. being online and, um, I flat out heard a couple of people who um, deconstructed their faith and they flat out said and admitted that it was because of the lockdown and because they watched so much TikTok that that's really mm. what kicked it off. Wow. TikTok in particular of watching video after video after video and people and Christians communicating these messages. And you know how it goes. You know, one person says something and then someone else has to say something else, maybe more extreme. And then it wow. just snowballs from there. And then right from your own bedroom, yeah. or wherever you watch TikTok, right from your own <laughs> phone, you um, suddenly have access to thousands and millions of people who are raising these issues. And mm. then it becomes, okay, is this... The issue becomes bigger than than what it really could mm-hmm. be where you just living your life, going to church, meeting with people, mm-hmm. and that. Suddenly you have access to all these views and doubters who can mm-hmm. kind of reflect and mirror back what you want to hear, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can go fishing on the internet and find a thousand people mm-hmm. easily who will mirror back your quirky, <laughs> nuanced, <Yep>. individual <clears throat> yep. attitude. Yep. Whereas if you just went to your family or your friends or your church, there may even not be anybody in that group who has that same view. But now suddenly you have access to them and you can validate each other. Okay, so there's this piece, I think, of the need for validation somewhere in this movement. And that may some people may not like to hear that, but um, we 
check your motives, you know, see yeah. it, it's not necessarily a bad thing to need validated, but I think that could be part of it. So, and then um, also it like the way that people are, and I keep using the word coming out. And I think there is a link between the stories that you hear of people uh, coming out in terms of sec- their sexuality mm-hmm. and posting things on uh, Instagram, posting things wherever and saying, I'm not, I'm, I'm really this, or I'm struggling with my sexuality, or I'm identifying as this. And, and this is kind of this evangelical version of it, mm-hmm. where you come out and um, say that you're questioning, say that you're changing <clears throat> or transitioning. Yeah, yeah. Man, this stuff is... It's just interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Man, this stuff is crazy, you know. So I think for me the biggest thing that I've heard it mostly is the church hurt yeah. you know people being hurt by the church and then that caused people to question deconstruct and then it's like once that happened it was like a snowball effect because mm-hmm. then gender became the big one as you just stated mm-hmm. and then everything got put on the table at that point like let's look at every single aspect of the church of God of the Bible mm-hmm. Look at all these things. Let's question all these things, and and that's where I have a problem. Yeah. It's, it's not to me. I don't have a problem with questioning those things mm-hmm. if you're in the seeker mode, yeah, or you're a new believer. But when you've become a somewhat mature believer, and then you start questioning mm-hmm. those things, either a you you weren't as mature as I thought you were, mm-hmm. or you thought you were, but like what the heck, mm-hmm. you know? Did and you just completely lose faith? And the thread through all of those is the authority piece, <clears throat> the questioning authority. And that and that ties right back to the, the French deconstructionist questioning yep. whether or not there is an ultimate authority out there over our lives. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, there isn't. It's all just up to you. But that seems to be the, the through line, whether it's questioning the church or these doctrines. And I came across this um, article on Pathios, I think his name was Keith. Oh, man. Was it Keith Giles? Is that the name? I don't know, but if I don't not, know I if you should even a, talk about that dude. I just dude. threw a Keith Giles under the bus if yeah, that's not you. because that thing was the craziest thing. I, one of the craziest things I've read in my life, man. Let but me. he um, outlines these six pillars for or of deconstruction, and multiple people have referenced, and I heard this reference on the Gospel Coalition, too, so it's a pretty uh, popular idea. It's not, it's, it's not just isolated. But he says... On your on your faith journey, if you um, have these these um, six pillars or these six question marks in your life, and you just start ticking them off, by the time you tick off the last one, then you're you've deconstructed your faith. So the first one is the Bible, and specifically the inerrancy of Scripture, and. Um, yeah, if you, when you start to question the authority of the Bible over your life, then that leads to deconstruction. It was, it was Keith Giles, by the way. Yeah. I had it right. The second one is the doctrine mm. of hell. and It's a hard doctrine, mm. but that's the second one. Uh, third one is a penal substitutionary atonement. So that basically means that Jesus died in your place on the cross for your sins. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I've never heard the penal part. That's new for me. Yeah, penal just like in the penal system, the justice system. Yeah, yeah, system, ju- yeah, yeah. I got it. But I just yeah. I've always heard of substitutionary atonement, yeah. not penal substitutionary Yeah, that's atonement. kind of the that kind of threw me for longer, a longer term. Uh, suffering. Why? Why is there suffering in this world? Yeah. I mean, these are obvious ones, but but huge ones. Yeah. The eschatology. The fifth one, eschatology, issues on end times. Yeah. And I can I can kind mm. of see that too because there was this very fundamental stage of evangelicalism where you had to believe a certain kind of 
end times beliefs about the rapture and the millennium mm-hmm. and all that yeah, yeah. in order to be considered a true Christian. And so people yeah. starting to question that. Yeah. And then the last one, which you mentioned, and this is huge, and that's church hurt. Yeah. The church abuse, church hurt. And, you know, I'll stand up or sit here right away and say, I've contributed to that. Mm. So this is very sensitive sure. to me in that I want to just, mm. I want to validate this <clears> because <throat> I, as a pastor, have contributed to church hurt, like yeah, yeah. flat out. Yeah. And uh, that, that hurts me to see it. And it hurts me to, mm. to realize the ways that I maybe have contributed to mm. the deconstruction movement. But it is, you know, what it is and we'll try to move forward by the grace of God. But um, people look at the church and they think, hey, if Christianity and the church are, are really um, as good and true as they say they are, then why are they against all these kinds of people, <clears throat> gay yeah. people, trans- transitioning <clears throat> people? Why are they yeah. against all these people? Why are they against all these things? <clears throat> And so, and why do they hurt so many people? So we don't want to be associated with a church like that, yeah, they're saying. Yeah. And then especially when this weird association between Trump and mm, the church started yeah. happening. When he started supporting them, mm. people in the church started supporting him. Yeah. And so now it's like, because people hate Trump so much and don't want to be associated with him, yeah. that they're saying, hey, if to be a Christian is to be associated with Trump, and I don't want to be associated with the church, mm-hmm. with Christianity. And I think I think that real, true believers in Jesus are the ones that contributed to that and create that monster by getting endorsed by these big name mm-hmm. people. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, politics. They say don't talk about politics and religion, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem talking about either one, although I'm very ignorant to politics and a lot of ignorant to a lot of religious things too. But I just think, I mean, I agree with everything you just said, man. And I think, first, like, thank you, you know, not that you've contributed to my deconstruction or church hurt, so to speak, but just the fact that you can be transparent um, and humble enough to say, man, I've contributed to that. And I feel mm-hmm. bad because of it, you know. Um, and if anybody's listening that feels like they have been harmed in a church, mm-hmm. not by Sam, but just in general, man, like, we need to affirm people like Sam who say, hey, you know what? I was a pastor. I did contribute to it, and I feel bad. You know, mm-hmm. And then we trust and believe that people like yourself, mm-hmm. um, you've made it, um, made attempts to apologize and right those wrongs to mm-hmm. a certain extent as much as you are allowed and mm-hmm. as much as people like are willing to accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then move on, you know what I mean? Not to stay in that, that mess because mm-hmm. – All of our sin offends God equally. But um, I I just think that, you know, it's kind of like salvation in a sense to me, like, a person who does all the church things, but then after a number of years, they just totally turn their back on God as if they never had any faith. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the case. Maybe they never had it mm-hmm. to begin with. Maybe they were playing mm-hmm. and they knew it. Maybe they were playing and didn't know they were playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe they just didn't have it to begin with. 
Um, and I would say these people that are deconstructing and pulling apart their faith and turning away and start to question all these things you mentioned from the authenticity of the Bible to is hell really real? Is substitutionary atonement a real thing? Why do people suffer? Mm-hmm. The end times, like the Bible teaches all these things, mm-hmm. right? They just weren't made up. Mm-hmm. And unlike these French philosophers or whoever these people were you mentioned that were basically saying language isn't even a real thing, mm-hmm. it's like... Okay, whatever. Maybe that's over my head and I don't understand. But the Bible's a real book, and mm-hmm. I believe it's really written by God. And for these people to now put into question these things like homosexuality, gender, like, but you were all about these things in the past, but now because the world is crying out, mm-hmm. we're hurting, and this mm-hmm. isn't fair, and we want to be treated mm-hmm. equal, and we want to be included. Mm-hmm. Then we just open the gang up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Not that Christianity is a gang, but it's like, oh, well, come on over here and rest your weary head on my shoulder. And we'll change our rules. And we'll change us to accommodate yeah. you yeah. instead of loving them and saying, yeah. hey, man, we love you. Yeah. You know, we love you so yeah. much that we want to share something with you that yeah. can change your life. Yeah. And I would argue that if we do change our rules, we won't have what it takes to love them. No, exactly. Ultimately and in the long run. We'll love them to death. Yeah. And ultimately, maybe love ourselves to death. Yeah. And I mean, hell. Not the good, not the good way. <laughs> not the good way, so yeah. So it seems like a lot of this, for a lot of people, is more about walking away than walking to something. Mm-hmm. But there, I do have a hope, like your friend that you talked about, it is more of a walking away in order to walk to something better. Yep. But my fear is that for a lot, it's just, it's just a walking away from God. And I'm not going to accuse motives, you know, like, are you, but you're going to have to accuse yourself of some motives too, if you are involved in a sin and that's why you're walking away or you, you really don't like these doctrines or they're confusing and they just don't fit your lifestyle or or the kind of um, acceptance that you want to have in this world. And so therefore that's why you're walking away. Like. You're going to have to wrestle with yourself on that to see mm-hmm. if um, if that's your motive. And then ask yourself, okay, I'm walking away from the, uh, from God, <laughs> from yeah. Jesus, yeah, yeah. in order to walk to this other thing. Is this other thing going to be better than him? I mean, that's a serious question. Without a doubt, it's that's serious. That's a serious Without question. A doubt. I think another thing that's contributed to a lot of the gender stuff is since now among young people and even in our public schools— it's so widely acceptable to be who you want to be. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a rabbit, then you be a rabbit. Mm-hmm. If you are born male and you want to be female, not only do we affirm that, we'll call you by that female name because if not, I'm going to lose my job. Mm-hmm. And so now Christian kids are consumed with this stuff mm-hmm. around them in school, on social media, and now they're starting to question, mm-hmm. what do you do as a parent? Yeah, I couldn't imagine like, I don't have any young kids at home, but I couldn't imagine, like, I mean, you still have a school-age mm-hmm. child. Like, if that child came home and said, I think I identify more with the opposite sex, mm-hmm. like, that's hurtful, man. Mm-hmm. That can cause a person to weep. I know it would for me, you know, because that's ungodly. Mm-hmm. And so what are parents doing? Are they sitting down trying to have godly conversations and prayer and explain things to their child so they can get all this rubbish that they're learning mm-hmm. out of their minds? Or are they giving in to their kids? Mm-hmm. And because I love my child, now I'm going to question 
everything I've for not everything yeah. I've known forever, but how many ever years I've poured myself into my faith into the mm-hmm. church. Now I'm going to question all these mm-hmm. things just because my child yeah. is saying they may identify with something yeah. different. You're going to question thousands of years, millions of years mm-hmm. of history because a 14 year old suddenly has a desire that we're struggling in school or, you know, it's, yeah. you, you just, I think that's contributed to it a lot, and dry. Yeah. you know, because people love their children. You should love your children, yeah. but you should love your children so much that you be raising them up in the ways of the Lord. Right. Yeah. And not outsourcing that to Awana or mm-hmm. the youth group or the children's service on a Sunday mm-hmm. morning. Like those things, nothing wrong with mm-hmm. them. But that shouldn't be their only mm-hmm. source of spirituality. That's just a tidbit. Mm-hmm. They should be getting the bulk mm-hmm. of it from the parents. That's what I believe. Yeah. You know, you brought 100%. this human in the world, you and the work of God, mm-hmm. and now it's up to you to help them with their spiritual mm-hmm. formation. And you have to decide which spiritual formation system mm-hmm. is the best. Yep. Are, yep. You, are you really going to trust these new cultural TikTok trends over the history of even a flawed church, yep. of a flawed Christianity. Yep. Which one? And now you can't fit in. You know, I remember being a child not fitting in. And it hurts not fitting yep. in at school. But I also know what it feels like being an adult not fitting in. Doesn't yeah. feel good not nope. fitting in. We all want to fit in. And now more than ever, it seems like Christianity is 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 um, being indicted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's on trial. Because now if you say you're a Christian, I think more than any time in my 48 years, like, I'll get scrutinized more than any time. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, wow, man, yeah. really? Because we're associated with these with these six pillars. Yeah, and because social media is so yeah. rampant, it's giving everybody a voice. Yeah. Just because you got a voice don't mean you need to say something. It's giving everybody an equal voice. Yeah, but they, yeah. Don't, they don't mean they need to say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Yeah. You don't need to open your mouth. And I'm, and I'm even talking to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, because we all got opinions, Mm -hmm. but they all need to be heard. Mm -hmm. And that's what social media does. It gives all of us a platform to show and speak Mm -hmm. our mind on whatever thing we want to do. And that's not helpful. It's not helpful at all. It's the opposite. I agree. So is um is deconstruction is there any part of it that actually is biblical or could be biblical? And I'm thinking about Jesus, of course, and mm-hmm. in a way you could say that he deconstructed the traditions of the Pharisees. I right? agree wholeheartedly. Now he never deconstructed the Old Testament. Yep. yep he never correct. he said he said I didn't come to abolish <clears throat> the Old Testament, yeah. but to fulfill it. Yep. To the last jot uh to the last Crossing of the T and yeah, dotting of the Tell, I. Yeah. Yeah. He, never, he never deconstructed the Ten Commandments. No. But he the only thing he did deconstruct were the man, man's traditions, sure. human's traditions of yep. the Pharisees. Yep. He deconstructed those. And not so that everybody could walk away from God, mm-hmm. but that so everybody could have a clearer path to God and His grace. Mm-hmm. And everybody could go back to the Old Testament. And go mm. back to the scriptures, <laughs> hey, right? Man, yeah, yeah, without that's a doubt. That's what he did. Without a doubt. So we do see a precedent, and that's good. And then the Psalms are huge. The Psalms, like I just randomly flipped open my Bible, 
and it came upon Psalm 120. Not the random flipper. <laughs> yeah, the random Uh-oh, flipper. Somebody might talk bad about you. I mean, listen to Psalm 120. Does this not sound like someone who's deconstructing something? He says, In my distress I called to the mm-hmm. Lord, and he answered me. Delivered me, Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, and what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals. Uh, of the broom tree. Woe to me, and I sojourn in this place. I dwell among these awful people. It says, too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. That's Hmm. the end of the psalm. It's like he's he's seriously railing against people in his culture, things that he's going Hmm. through, the how God is doing things in his life even. But psalm after psalm, read Psalm 88, darkness is my closest friend. You know, mm. that's, that's its tenor and that's how it ends. Mm. Psalm after psalm pictures people who are wrestling with their faith and with God. But in a sense that drives them, I think, closer into the heart of God rather than wrestling with these things as a way of giving people an excuse just to walk away. Yeah, right? and, and I think there's a difference when I'm wrestling with God or I'm wrestling within myself about my sin okay, with yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because what you just read, to me, is especially the first part, mm-hmm. is like he's identifying himself, mm-hmm. right? And this, I'm wrestling with me being yeah. this liar and having these yeah. unclean lips. It's not me saying, well... God, your word said I'm lying, but I think I'm telling That's the truth right. right now. Yeah. So he's wrestling <laughs> with his own sin or someone else's sin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so there's difference, like, re- like wrestling with God about something he said, mm-hmm. but I want to believe it, but I'm wrestling yeah. with it. Yeah. Like you know? Job. Yeah, exactly. Job, like Job be a great example. Job questioned God, but God, you know, set him straight. Yeah, and, and, and I, you know, so for me, I guess when, I, when I'm wrestling with God, it's for me. It's never a question-based wrestling mm-hmm. with like why, mm-hmm. God. It's a God. I'm wrestling with what you want me to do, and I'm finding difficulty doing it mm-hmm. or or not doing yeah. it. Yeah, you know. So I'm holding His standard and His word as being truth. Yeah, and that's what I'm wrestling yeah. with in myself. Okay. Not that I want it to be untrue, and I want what I want to do to be true. Yeah. It's like God. I'm, it's difficult for me to make it through yeah. this and it's a plea for help to yeah, be able to do it. Good. And that's not what people are doing. They're coming they're coming looking at the Bible and saying, well, the Bible doesn't have the word homosexual in it. Okay, so what it says, a man shouldn't lie with mm-hmm. another man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of cultural thing or what kind of genre of writing that can be, but it seemed pretty yeah, plain yeah. and black and yeah. white, man. And yeah. when you look at the context, it's saying, it's a yeah. sin for a man to lie yeah. with another man and a woman to lie with another yeah. woman. That's home. We we gave that a term. It's called yeah. homosexuality, yeah. right? So it's it's in the Bible, but not in that mm-hmm. word. So when I I really like what you just said about how you search within yourself and wrestle with the, with that. Like when I was going through um, struggling to with my relationship with God, like here's, I mean honestly, th- this is what was going through my head. Like I had sin in my life. I had failures and that. And suddenly I began to question absolutely everything Mm. about myself. Mm. (laughs) Like I didn't assume for, not even for a second did I assume that God was wrong Mm. or the Bible was wrong. Mm. But I realized, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Mm. What is wrong with me? What is wrong with me that, that I could do these things, that this could happen? And so like I remember just throughout my day when I would like listen to a song or... 
I would question that. Like, why are you listening to that? Even yeah. if it's good, bad, what, neutral, uh-huh. why are you listening to that? Why are you doing this? Why did you wear that? Why did you pick this? Like, I question everything mm. went on the table. Because mm. I'm like, did all of this contribute? You know, all these yeah. things. And like, that's what I deconstructed. Yeah. And that was before. And that's good. That's before I even heard this term <laughs> yeah. or anything about it. But I was like deconstructing, demolishing my life because I knew it was wrong. Yeah. And I knew that. I, but where do I go to set things right? If I just deconstructed myself with no hope, that just leads to despair and you might as well kill yourself. Yeah. But you deconstruct yourself because you have the hope that yeah. there is a construction set out there, a Amen. blueprint yep. that I'm not lined up with yep. and that I need to get lined up Amen. with. And that's my only hope. Yep. Amen. Right? If yep. I'm struggling, whether it's with sexuality or whatever issue, then the hope is that there's something wrong in here. But there is a blueprint. There is a model, a person that I can model my life after and I can follow and imitate. There's a spirit that can um, put my life in order again, right? Yeah, so deconstruction without hope leads to destruction. That's great. That's it. That's it. Yeah, deconstruction without hope leads to destruction. Yeah. But, but we want... We don't want deconstruction to be without hope. We don't want oh, it to lead to yeah. apostasy. But, but we want it to lead to repentance. Yeah, but that's what is that's what it's yeah. seeming like is trending towards. Because yeah. so many people are walking away. Yep. I'm walking away. Yeah. I'm walking away. I'm walking yeah. away. And you know what? Honestly, a lot of my thoughts, and this may be bad of me, but it's like walk away then. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe maybe you never even had this faith that you mm-hmm. say you deconstructed in the first mm-hmm. place. You know, I think that's the real challenge, you know, which that goes into, yeah. a, 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 you know, a different doctrine, so to yeah. speak. But yeah, maybe you never had faith yeah. to begin. Maybe that's what you find, yeah. that you just bought into something, the glitz and glamour of something. Or mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted my kids to be in a program, mm-hmm. so that's what brought me to church. And then mm-hmm. I started doing all the things, these programs that the church, like, had. Yeah. And now I got hurt because the lead dog fell. Mm-hmm. Or I got hurt because the church started talking about sin because they got a new pastor, mm-hmm. whereas they didn't talk about sin mm-hmm. before. Or when somebody that wanted to get married by the pastor with the same sex and now the pastor said, I won't do it. And you say, wait a minute, why not? It's legal in mm-hmm. Illinois. Why when you, Now mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm deconstructing everything mm-hmm. and I'm walking away. Yeah. You might didn't have nothing to walk yeah. away from. Yeah. You walked away from the programs of church, yeah. but you didn't walk away from faith because yeah. you, you probably didn't have faith to begin yeah. with. And how convenient and, e- and easy it is to deconstruct that rather than your yourself, you know. Yeah. Let's point the finger at somebody else. I mean, that's really could yeah. be what it is for people. Yeah, it could you, projecting their issues onto something else. That's that that's good. Now, on the other hand, um, if you're someone who has struggled with a sin and who have sinned, don't think for a second that your only option is deconstruction and apostasy. It's not. Yeah, yeah. You can still. <laughs> Become a believer, or if you're not a believer, or if you are a believer, you can still repent and turn back to God, and He'll accept you, and He's merciful. Oh yeah, you don't yeah. have to deconstruct. That's not your only option. Yeah, yep. And if you never really have saving faith to begin with, like that's still out there for you. Yeah, you know, it's just you need to you need to start checking yourself. Yep. You know, you need to start seeking the true God and not seeking man mm-hmm. and his man-made programs yeah. in these yeah. churches. That's a, that's my that's another kind. My first so my first caution is to don't let it turn into apostasy, but into repentance. My second caution is just be very wary of anything created by your ego, like a mm. spiritual system yeah. of cherry pick doctrines that 
fit you. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna, you're telling me you're gonna construct this spiritual system for yourself that's ba- basically built by your ego, and, and that's gonna serve you in life. Yeah, it's like, like it's like, like really, it's that's like saying. I like Burger King's Whopper, but I like McDonald's fries and I like Culver's custard. So yeah. I'm gonna go to all three places. Yeah. And I'm gonna have a meal I want to have. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna base like you 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 really have the 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 knowledge to do that. Yeah, you know, like you who've been alive for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. Big whoop, you know. Yeah. This book, this Bible, this system, the church has been around for thousands mm. and thousands and thousands of years. Amen. It has the best system in place. That's right. And you're going to come along with yours and, and think that this is going to work. That's We have a, a name for that. That's called the Tower of Babel in the mm. Bible. You, mm. where you build it up high and your big old ego is on top. And, <laughs> and then you guess can tumble what? Down it's going to tumble down. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. So be wary of that. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. the last caution I have is, um, uh, and we've kind of talked about this, but the why of what you're doing is, is more important than how you're doing it. So why are you deconstructing? Mm-hmm. If it's to return back to a more authentic faith, to return back to Jesus and to God, that's great. That's great. That's great. That's the Bible gives its stamp of approval to that kind of deconstruction. Amen. If that's why. Um, but if you're doing it in order to move closer towards a sin, to reject God or truth or yeah. any other reason. I'll be more part of the, this liberal world. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then, then you out there bad. Good. Yeah. Not good at all. No bueno. So we're going to wrap it up with that. And in our next episode, we're going to talk more about um, about maybe reconstruction, about getting mm. our lives uh, back in order. Um, mm. I like that. So that'll be our next episode. All right, cool, so man. Thank Thanks you. for checking us out, man. Hope you enjoyed this. Um, again, share it if you found it uh, beneficial at all. If you got any comments, I'm still looking for some hate mail. You know what <laughs> I mean? If I, We can't be saying everything that's like all y'all, like, man, that's – you guys are perfect. You got people out here got opinions, right? So if you one of them watchdog podcasts out there that, that that may get a hold of one of our videos and say, "Man, these dudes crazy," and put our picture on the thumbnail on on YouTube or something and say, "These dudes are nuts." Like, put it on there. Like, we can go toe to toe, not like physically, but we can go toe to toe with that word. So, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Don't go stepping in no BS. Yeah. Peace. Thank you.